shall not be moved just like the tree that's standing by the waterside we shall not be moved Shabbat Shalom everybody Welcome to our, this is our third musical Shabbat here at PCS, and it's also the day in which we celebrate, or the weekend in which we celebrate the life and legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, so we have sprinkled in a very few freedom songs such as that one uh, tonight, and uh, we're also going to be talking about the sort of confluence of the Jewish freedom story, which is the, the quintessential one, which is the exodus from Egypt, and the freedom uh, of the civil rights movement, because it's the Torah portion this week is exodus, uh, shemot, and it's one of those strange coincidences that every year around this time, it's one of these Torah portions. So we're going to be singing some songs. Uh, we're going to be talking about freedom and justice a little bit. Uh, but let's start with uh, somebody took my help. Here it is. Oh, thanks. Uh, let's start with the Cane Street Nibun, which is a wordless melody. Yeah, 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 yeah
Let's go, you shame. Let's go, 
our musicians. That's Keith on the, on the uh, clarinet. Larry, PCS's own Larry. <laughs> and Dan on the bass. And then Shoshana on the vocals. And our choir members scattered throughout. Hashem on the vocals through me, hopefully. <laughs> so we're going to turn now to Lechado D. How good it is to enter Shabbos in community. How sweet it is to be loved by you, by each other, by God, by, you know, when you, when you get into vacation zone, it's, it's hard to keep up the Shabbos community. How many of you relate to that? It's a little challenging when you're traveling. I'm so glad to be here with you in community. So today I was at a Yonkers diner, seven brothers in there. I just felt like I needed to go south to get Ari his bagel with cheese. So I was in a particularly exasperated moment at the counter, drinking my coffee and sweet potato fries. I don't know why. And all of a sudden, I was about to leave, and I heard these two men talking about youth and resources, looking right at you, Lori, and I went over to them, and we built a partnership, a connection. One of them's a Baptist minister in Yonkers. The other one's some kind of lay leader in the church. And we really connected. I said, I can't help it over here. You were talking about your church and youth and resources. And it was just such a sweet moment of connecting outside of all the stuff in my head at that moment. There was so much in my own little world. So we move into Shabbos time, we move into Shabbos space, Shabbos community, connect, connect, find each other during, after, your neighbors. Why? Because that's the spirit of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. It's linking arms and partnering. Not about the one day a year, of course. It's about listening in the diner and making new friends and follow up and connect and do the work. Talked about fundraising. It's really fun. So the, the words of the Charedi are Shabbat Nikabela, which means we should greet the face of the of Shabbat. And the word for panim in Hebrew means on the inside. Right? Bifnim, if you go to a restaurant, you want a table outside, bachutz or bifnim, they say. Do you want a table outside or inside? And the inside is bifnim. So you really get on the inside of somebody or something when you look at its face. And the great philosopher Emmanuel Levinas said that there's a trace of God in the face. There's a trace in the face. And so when we greet the face of Shabbat, we should also greet each other's faces, even though we're sort of masked as well. But it's really the eyes and see the spark of the divine in the eyes. So greet each other, each other's faces as we greet the Shabbat.
all down. This week I learned something. I learned that the, what a rabbi learns in a week, that the realms beyond are just as real as this realm. Maybe some of you have known that for a while. Maybe some of you won't. But I learned that this week. Drive and body or spirit for the Barafu. We're going to start with Barafu Year One, which is on page 29. Just like the soul wants to dance, the souls beyond want to dance with us. So let's let them. And this is a call and response. Barafu.
if you seek to live a mitzvah-centered life, bringing awareness to whatever is in front of you to do every moment an opportunity for a mitzvah, an ethical action that affirms the connectedness of all, or a ritual act that supports your awareness of the holy. Let us live a mitzvah-centered life together, teaching this to our children, that we might live sustainably on this earth. Page 60. So we started the service with a freedom song. We shall not be moved. So let's do Micha Mocha, which is the freedom song that we sang when we were on our way to freedom, moving through the sea getting away from the Egyptians to freedom. Let's do that uh, same melody for our freedom song. Metaphorical Egyptians, of course. <laughs>
read the words that are written on page 68, 69, or you can say the words that are written in your own heart. I invite you to take some space, there's room, move around, find, a, find your own little corner, go behind the doors, the windows, whatever helps you connect to the quiet within you, to the voice that speaks in a whisper.
and Buddhism because in Judaism and in Buddhism our central figure is a person in case of Buddhism it's the Buddha in the case of Judaism it's Moses who grew up as a prince right I don't know if people have seen that movie the prince of Egypt right but in the prince of Egypt Moses grows up as a prince, and that's something we don't always talk about in the story of Moses, is how he grew up as a prince. And in both of those stories, the prince ends up leaving the kingdom. And in the story of the Buddha, the prince is Siddhartha, who is a prince who, uh, his father hears a prophecy that he's either going to become a great king powerful ruler or he's going to become a powerful spiritual leader and so his father decides not to expose him to anything in the world besides all of the riches and beauty and all of the uh, luxury of the kingdom and keep him just in the castle and in the in the palace grounds for his entire childhood And he grows up and he tries to shelter him from all of the pain in the world so that he doesn't see that and become a spiritual leader. And what happens in the story of of Siddhartha is he ends up sneaking out, of course, right? Our kids are always going to sneak out. If we tell them to do something, they'll do the opposite. And he comes across somebody who's sick, 
somebody who's old, somebody who's dying. And when he sees those people, he doesn't understand it because he's never seen that before. And the people keep saying to him, this happens to all of us. And he realizes that life has a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges, and that everything passes and everything's impermanent. And then he, his fourth time he goes out, he sees a spiritual person, he decides to go off and become this great spiritual leader. That's the Buddhist story. In the Jewish story, we have this character, Moses, who was raised in the palace, and he, his transformative experience, he was raised in relative luxury, is when he sees a slave, a Hebrew slave, being beaten. And he realizes that he needs to stand up for that Hebrew slave, and so he attacks the taskmaster, and he ends up killing the taskmaster. And he flees into the wilderness, and he goes on his own transformative journey, and he comes across, in this week's Parsha, a bush that's burning that isn't consumed, and within that he realizes this is God, and it starts to speak to him, and it says, you have to go and save those people. You have to go and be the, the person who is going to redeem them from their slavery. And he doesn't want to do it. And he tries everything he can to get out of it. But he realizes that this is what he has to do. This is his task in the world, is to bring justice and truth and beauty and goodness. And to, and to free those who are enslaved. And so he goes back and he has help. He, he gets his brother Aaron to help him and Miriam to help him. And he brings the slaves to freedom. And this is his transformative story. So the Jewish story is very similar in some ways to the Buddhist story. But in my view, in my view, the Buddhist story and the Jewish story differ a little bit in that the Jewish story is really concerned about justice. And, and so is the Buddhist story, but it's a little bit of a difference in focus. And that the Jewish story is really about going out and, and working for truth, beauty, and goodness, and justice in the world. And that is our task, to bring holiness, to live a mitzvah-centered life. And when we were, we traveled down to Florida together. We did a, tri a road trip to Florida together, our family. We flew back. We flew back, but we, we drove down. And we stopped in Washington, D.C. for two days. And one of the places we went was uh, the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., which is a very profound place to go. And I was struck by something. One is that I've... I've gotten into the habit of saying, oh, Judaism shouldn't be so, so centered on the Holocaust and on Israel, and that we should be about you know, spiritual development and not just focus on that. But I realized when I went to the Holocaust Museum how important it is for us as Jews to stand up for freedom and truth, beauty, and goodness in, this world, in the world. And I saw a quote from Einstein that I'd like to finish with today. And the quote goes as follows. A desire for knowledge for its own sake, a love of justice that borders on fanaticism, and a striving for personal independence. 
These are the aspects of the Jewish people's tradition that allow me to regard my belonging to it as a gift of great fortune. Those who today rage against the ideals of reason and individual freedom and who seek by means of brutal force to bring about a vapid state slavery are justified in perceiving us as the implacable enemies. History has imposed on us a difficult struggle. But so long as we remain devoted servants of truth, justice, and freedom, we will not only persist as the oldest living peoples, but will also continue as before to achieve through productive labor works that contribute to the ennoblement of humanity. And I think this is really the essence of the Jewish story. I don't remember who it was, Rabbi Shosh, but somebody said, and it was that Rabbi Lawrence Kushner said, our God frees slaves. Our God frees slaves. That is the essence of what it means to be Jewish, to stand up for truth and beauty and goodness and equality. So on this Martin Luther King Day, Shabbat, let us all remember to be good and to stand up for truth, beauty, and goodness. Shabbat Shalom. I'm aware of the hour, but I have to add that we also went to the African American Museum of Culture and History. Have you been there? It's inspiring me to take the teens, all the youth folks here listening, to DC, maybe the spring even. PCS teen trip to DC. Yeah, that's just your youth trip because it is an extraordinary museum. Have you, who has been there? We spent, I spent like three hours, our family did museums very differently, so most, I won't go into all that, but I spent three hours in the lower three floors, which is just the history of slavery and then in this country, et cetera. And then there are three huge floors that you can spend another half a day that you and Isaiah spent most of your time. Culture and music and sports and triumph of empowerment and all the creative ways of theater, just all the contribution, all, all the contribution of African-American culture in our country. And it is an extraordinary testament to this story and inspirational. Of course, needless to say, Dr. King and Christian liberation theology is based in the Jewish story, as you described it. It's our now universal human story for those who choose to see it as their own. And so we continue the journey. So let's uh, all stand for the Alleluia, which calls upon us to bring justice, truth, beauty, and goodness into this world. We're just going to do the last, the Ne'emar part. It is upon us to bring about a perfected world together. The
you're saying Kaddish for a loved one, the anniversary of the death of a loved one in the month of Tevet, or recent death of a loved one season standing. We acknowledge the death of the mother of Rabbi Mark Stamets um, recently. Remember her name, but we extend, Marjorie, we extended our condolences of the community to him, and he was very grateful. And I'm sure it would welcome any outreach from his former members. Anyone else? Anyone else? Maybe like to mention. Maybe we'll say Kaddish for all of those who perished in the Holocaust, or anyone who does not have anyone else saying Kaddish for them. So please rise if you'd like to join me, page 124. Yitkadal, Yitkadash, Shemei Rabbah, Be'alma, Divrach, Yerutei, Be'amlich, Malchutei, Be'chayechon, Yomechon, Be'chayechon, Be'et Yisrael, Ba'agadal, Bizman, Kari, Ve'imru, Amen. Yehei Shemei Rabbah, Me'barach, Le'olam, Ul, Almei, Almaya, Yitbarach, Yishabach, Bipa'ar, Yitromam, Bitnaseh, Vitadar, Vitale, Vitalal, Shemei Nekutsha, Rihu, Leela, Vikhoverhata, Vishirata, Tushbehata, Venechamata, Da Amiranda Alma, Vihimru, Amen. Yehe Shloma Rabah, Vin Shemaya, Vichayim, Alenu, Alko, Yisrael, Vihimru, Amen. O say Shalom, Vimroma, Huya, say Shalom. Alenu the alcohol Israel the alcohol Yoshe Tevel the Imru Amen. Announcements. Uh, Westchester Youth Alliance. Two amazing events this weekend. Spoken word tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, yeah. Please do, and please, if you know folks who might be interested in either of these events, give them a call. Show up. An incredible organization that Lorraine's right. part of. Go ahead. Not uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, so it's a little, a little bit late, but it's good. You can still sign up. Tomorrow morning, I think it starts at 9.30 at the YMCA mm-hmm. in um, White Plains. Uh, Westchester Youth Alliance is hosting an event for kids 10 and older, so not just teens. Kids 10 and older, they're going to be led by youth. Uh, and it's going to be speaking to the honoring in honor of Martin Luther King and using spoken word as well as art and creativity to uh, emulate his, his uh, legacy. And then at uh, 4 o'clock on Sunday, we are partnering, we will be part of the uh, Antioch Baptist Church Interfaith Service in Bedford. And uh, actually, two of our teams are going to be honored uh, for their community service. So I, I know I've talked a lot about the East Westchester Youth Alliance. I really appreciate Rabbi Shosh and Rabbi Ben uh, supporting it. I'm in the chair. So if anybody's curious about what we're doing, we're doing some really fabulous work, interfaith work, cross race, cross identity. Be happy to uh, talk about it. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, and just one more announcement. Uh, Monday uh, at 11 a.m., we're having an interfaith service. Uh, we're having a service and we're doing service. We're bringing food for the local Muslim food pantry, which serves all people of all faiths. Uh, there's a Muslim food pantry in Pleasantville. Did you know that? Um, we are partnering with them and we're bringing food to 
St. John's across the street, and we're doing a, a service there that I'm organizing. So please come and show your support uh, and bring some uh, food for people in here. Uh, with that, uh, we're going to end with Et Dodim, which is not in your prayer books. Uh, you can just uh, feel free to sing along with Yaila Lies, uh, or you can just wrap up and walk, dance your way out the door uh, as the band is playing. Yeah, la 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 la